Hey, Tino here. We recorded this show last Saturday before we witnessed some of the disastrous immediate consequences of, of our withdrawal from Afghanistan. While we don't talk about Afghanistan in this episode, we do intend to address it soon. Enjoy the show. By the time August 3rd, the morning of August 13th, it'll be the talk of the world going, hurry up, let's get this election pulled down, let's right the right, let's get these communists out, of, you know, that they've taken over, that the, and you'll see, Donald Trump won. That's a lie. We got attacked by China, and they flipped this election and down tickets to the tune of tens of millions. This is crazy, and all you have to do is come to the symposium. That's a lie. No, we're not going on a break. Put up that movie again. Run the movie. There's no breaks. We're streaming 72 hours live streaming. So around the world, this never stops. You guys can go eat. That's fine. But I ain't eating. I'm staying up here for 72 hours before they ruin our signal. That's a lie. Wait, just forget about the evidence. You're listening to Facts and Friends. Welcome to this I Had No Idea It's Not Okay to Say Fag episode of the Fags and Friends Podcast. Wait, wait, that's, that's not what we're called. <laughs> Sorry, of the Fags and Friends Podcast. That's right. It's not okay. It's not okay. You could, you could probably say it. I don't think my I My name is Tino, and joining me this week is my friend and co-host. Most of you know him as the other guy who only recently learned it's not okay to say fag. It's Judson. <laughs> Hello, Judson. <laughs> It's me and that one other yeah. guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's just, that's entirely new information for us, apparently. Whereas Matt Damon learned that a few weeks ago. You learned it only a few seconds ago, I heard. <laughs> well, I, I just watched my daughter's uh, PowerPoint presentation that she put together for me. Uh, she's nine and it was really heartwarming and, and I really learned a lot. <laughs> now, normally Judson, you make me bury Tino's gay corner at the end of this show. But, okay. but today I've said no more. Nobody puts Tino in a gay corner at the end of the show <laughs> anymore. <laughs> Tino's gay corner. Woo! Now, as... What? Wait, 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 Tino, 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 I'm receiving a priority message what? through my COVID-19 vaccination microchip. Oh. It's George Soros. Whoa. He's telling me Tino's gay corner will need to be moved to the end of the show this week. As you command, almighty Soros. Oh, okay. That was weird. Um, <laughs> what, what, what are we doing? I'm confused. I, I don't know. I, I think we're talking about, um, about the Trump reinstatement. Right. So he's president again. Well, that was the prediction. Let's back up, though. Okay. Because we're at the end of his reinstatement week. But let's back up to the beginning. So sure. the latest reinstatement guarantee, of course, was August 13th. As we record this, it's August 14th. And as last week began, the Q crazies laid out exactly what was going to go down. <laughs> now, I know these things have already happened, and it's hard to relive the past, Judson. So, so hard. But if I could entreat you to please read the QAnon prediction for the week of August 13th, 2021. Okay. This is, this is their prediction. Right. This is the news that I got. It's going to be a rough week ahead, so stock up with food, gas, and supplies. Stores are already showing shortages, and the communication blackout has already started in parts of the country. Oh, that was one of the worst parts. On Wednesday, TV, internet, and phones will be shut down. <gasps> There's going to be a World War III scenario where the rod of God, where nuclear strikes, nuclear... 
I said it, I said it wrong. You said you always do. <laughs> I don't always do. That's probably how the Q crazies say it, though. <laughs> Sprout Fletch Roger. There, there's going to be a World War Three scenario where the rod of God, where nuclear strikes will destroy all satanic temples, such as the White House, <laughs> Vatican, Buckingham Palace, and a total of 32 cabal-owned buildings. Wow. Social media will be completely destroyed. I thought Trump did that. EBS, that's the emergency broadcast system, EBS will announce what's happening in seven presidential messages from Trump. There will be oh, a fake was the worst alien part. invasion what? and fake and a fake Trump assassination, which will be upsetting nonetheless. Eh, only because it's fake. Stay safe and secure. So how much of that happened this week? Well, we are recording this over Zoom. <laughs> and I still have a sex life, so internet, check. Because that's <laughs> exclusively where my sex life exists. That's basically, internet's what we do for everything these days. So, yeah, it, it, none of that happened? Huh. None of it. All, all None. And Trump's not president. Trump is not president, nor has he been president since his term ended. I And looked. Joe Biden was sworn in on January 20th, 2021. That's right. Around noon. As the free and fair elected president of the United States of America. Absolutely. I, no, I looked all over and I couldn't find it, but I don't go onto like the QAnon boards or on the sure. parlor. Why, why would Did you? they have an excuse? Did they have an explanation? Did they kick the ball down the road at all? I'm sure they kicked the can down the road, right? They have to. Why Why would you? But we, we don't we don't know of anything. Let's, let's see. How did Q explain August 13th? Uh, nothing in the news. Okay, so like like me, you could also find nothing. I see nothing to explain like how like how they explain why it didn't happen. They always have their excuses. They'll just say it's oh that's been rescheduled. Everyone, the storm, <laughs> the storm's rescheduled. We're gonna be moving the storm to October. <laughs> it's gonna be a be a full fall storm, not one of these summer storms. One a real fall storm. That's really those are better anyway, guys. You didn't want the summer storm. That's that's just <laughs> well, silly. I I actually reached out to my sister who is a an avid QAnon believer, as you know. She has the flag, I've heard. Yes, she does. Outside of her house, she proudly displays it. But I reached out to her for a new date via text message. That's considerate of you. Hey, sis, was just wondering if you guys have a new fake date for Trump to be reinstated yet. Thanks. Love you. And you got blocked. I haven't received a reply and have possibly been blocked. I was. She already blocked me on Facebook. She blocked me. <laughs> She's the QAnon supporter. Hey, we call that a win, <laughs> Tino. In, in 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 my house, we call oh that God, a win. When I see her little, my little nephew, her son, he's only like ten years old, wearing a MAGA hat. Oh, that should be child abuse. Come it on, it should be. It should be. I don't have my kids dressed up in Biden and Harris gear. I mean, it's just leave them out of it. Exactly. Inform them about things that are important that they should know. Yeah, but you know, they don't. Well, there is one date that bears watching. U.S. Capitol Police are closely monitoring plans for a Justice for January 6th rally on the Capitol grounds set for September 18th. September 18th, okay. Yes, so just a little over a month Put away. Put that on the calendar. Hey, hey Siri. Capitol grounds, <laughs> Justice for January 6th. And it's not the good guys seeking justice for the terrorists who attacked our seat of democracy. It's the bad guys. I would not consider what they're looking for to be justice, no. It is indeed not. I, I see what they're asking for. It's, it's more... More like lack of consequences is what they want. 
They want freedom from consequences for their actions. For the terrorists. For the terrorists, the domestic terrorists. Who they're claiming are political prisoners and right-wing media is kind of pushing that narrative as well. Yeah, who tried to overthrow the duly elected government of the United States of America. There's a Telegram channel dedicated to freeing, quote, illegally imprisoned patriots. And Telegram is like the white supremacist, one of those white supremacist social media type right. places? Okay. Yeah. It's like t- Telegram and Gab and Parlor which is exactly funked or resurrected, or I don't know what the status is these days. All right. Well, enough talking about things that didn't happen, Judson. <laughs> Let's talk about something that did happen. Okay. Mike Lindell's earth-shattering cyber symposium. Wait, I thought you said talking about things that did happen and not things that didn't happen. Well, an event happened. I mean, there, something occurred. I didn't describe it well. <laughs> things took place. It was officially called Mike Lindell's Cyber Symposium. I added earth shattering. <laughs> well, we've been waiting months for this event where we would finally see the incontrovertible damning evidence that the 2020 election was rigged and Donald Trump really won. Yeah, <laughs> I, I was actually been waiting months and months for the dog ate my homework excuse. Oh, you're going to be happy. <laughs> so I. I guess, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Well, the symposium <laughs> got off to a rough start as uh, Mike Lendell took the stage and rambled on about a brutal attack on him that occurred as he arrived at the hotel. And when I got to the hotel, I was attacked. And um, um, Phil here, we're going to talk about uh, where we're going today in light of this. So he sounds pretty shaken. He does. He does sound rough. Uh, I don't know that that's yeah. necessarily because he was assaulted or because he ran out of cocaine. <laughs> Could be either one, I feel like, at this point. As far as anyone can tell, Judson, there was no evidence of an attack at the hotel. Of course there wasn't. There's no evidence of anything Mike Lindell has ever said in his entire life. It's an interesting story, though. <laughs> yes. Lindell now claims that the quote-unquote... Do you know this story, by the way? I've, I've heard the... I haven't heard the... Any of the Have you heard what he claims? I've heard what he claimed, yeah. Lindell now claims the quote-unquote attack involved a fan squeezing his armpit a little too hard <laughs> while posing for a photo with him. It's like a, it's like a side hug, right? It like grabs him around and uh, gets him under his arm instead of on, around the shoulder. Well, not exactly, Judson. No? Okay. Lindell said the, uh, the squeeze caused him, quote, intense and excruciating pain. Maybe you're just a wuss. Now, that also led others to ask why he didn't react if, as if he were in pain. Right. In fact, he didn't visibly react at all. But weren't they taking like selfies? So like we have photographic evidence. Photo evidence of it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> there's a good explanation as to why he didn't react to the pain, Judson. I am skeptical. There's one that will prove conclusively once and for all beyond any doubt that Mike Lindell was in fact attacked. And I promise I'll give it to you sometime next month at a symposium <laughs> I'm having in Philadelphia. <laughs> I could use a trip to Philly. That sounds like that sounds like a good plan. Let's do that. What are we going to call it? I, I, I wish I had a joke here, but uh, <laughs> I don't. Maybe I'll put one in in post. Tino's titillating tale of terror at the armpit. <laughs> at the pit. Yeah. <laughs> so unlike Mike Lindell, I'm actually just going to share the information I have right now. And like Mike Lindell, it will not prove anything. <laughs> <laughs> if anything, it will cause you to doubt the veracity of his claim. So I am shocked, shocked, I say. So the MyPillow guy didn't visibly react to the devastating Navy Steel armpit pitch of doom (laughs) because he didn't want to give his assailant the satisfaction of seeing him in pain. That's right. He is that tough, guys. He is just that 
tough. He has trained his body to mask any signs of pain, <laughs> no matter how intense. No, no, no. He just wrapped himself entirely in pillows. Nobody can hurt him anyway. He's completely protected at all times. Well, the truth did come out, Judson. The totally hinged far-right internet immediately <laughs> recognized this uh, maneuver <laughs> as a martial arts-style pressure point attack. <laughs> Why wouldn't they just go full Vulcan nerf pinch? Like, isn't that just as believable? Absolutely just as believable, yeah. The dim mock, the death touch. <laughs> so I actually watched the 20 plus minute long keynote video that was supposedly going to blow the lid off any rejections of his previously baseless claims. <laughs> And yet, I'll give you a very quick uh, recap. Please. The first act was some random conspiracy theories about past elections being changed. And, sure. me and then there was a meaningless demonstration of a vote scanner working improperly. Right. That was the evidence. Uh, the second act was completely unrelated to voting. It just focused on exposing George Soros as a nefarious anti-American puppet master. So anti-Semitism, check. There, there was some anti-Semitism <laughs> themes thrown in there for good measure. And act three, China is bad. <laughs> the end. Nothing was tied together. As far as I could tell, and I actually went back to rewatch the beginning to make sure that this statement is true. They didn't even really state a hypothesis, much less prove anything. <laughs> it's just got up on stage and started talking. Well, they made, no, they made a video. <laughs> like you write a script, you plan things out. We, we plan this show out, believe it or not. It's hard to tell sometimes. Well, <laughs> we don't always stay on, we don't always stay on book. I mean. <laughs> so you're right. The symposium was exactly what we thought it would be. Take it away, Jake. A hot mess inside a dumpster fire inside <laughs> a train wreck. Thank you, Jake. Mike Lindell, on the final day of his cyber symposium, was absolutely unable to produce any tangible evidence of widespread voter fraud. He attempted to deflect blame for his failed event on Antifa activists. I saw Antifia activists being blamed. <laughs> I thought he said that uh, that somebody like took the thumb drives or something that he had the data on. There was a dog ate my homework kind of. Yeah, like, like they they took the information and he doesn't have it anymore. And but he has this he has extra copies stashed away safely, but he doesn't have those with him at the symposium. So obviously he can't he can't show you right now. You know, Justin, is this listen to this coherent statement of proof that Lindell <laughs> gave at his symposium? They stole this thing that could you know. Yeah, you can say, oh, Mike, it wasn't China, it wasn't this, what Does it matter? They did it through the, uh, uh, it doesn't even matter who did it anymore. So it doesn't it, even it, matter who did it. Like, I, think it, I, think it <laughs> I think it matters. It doesn't matter if it didn't happen. But to prove beyond a reasonable doubt that a crime occurred, we're going to need like, you know, motive, opportunity, a suspect would be nice. Evidence and, and actual would be evidence that any of this actually occurred. And he provided none of that. None. Well, I think my favorite part of the symposium didn't actually happen at the symposium. Okay. On the second day, the Washington Times reported that the cyber expert hired by Lindell to prove China hacked the election said they have no proof. Right. Yeah, we can't do that. So, sorry. I'm, my bad. My bad all. <laughs> Josh Merritt was on the team that Lindell hired to review the data that he had proving China changed votes. Yeah. And Merritt's team's conclusion, the data as provided cannot prove a cyber incursion by China. He also likened Lindell's evidence to fecal matter. I believe he called it a turd. <laughs> yeah, they handed us a turd. That's what he said. 
Well, they have an answer for that too, Judson, because in 2021, when people like Mike Lindell and Alex Jones and 30% of the Republican Party and my sister believe and disseminate baseless conspiracies, of course, there's a perfectly reasonable answer for something that was completely and utterly debunked. I know. Do you know what it is? Oh, I, I know what this is. Yeah. Go ahead. You tell us. You attack the messenger. <laughs> you you attack, uh, what's this, What's the guy's name again? He d- didn't attack Josh Merritt because oh, okay. he saw the report on Gateway Pundit, which is a right-wing uh, website slash blog. <laughs> so he attacked the, the reporter. So he attacked Gateway Pundit and the guy who posted that blog. The messenger. You attacked the messenger. The guy reporting about the report. Yeah. Th- that guy clearly is a deep state operative. Larry Johnson was his name. D- deep state operative. Yeah. He called him a CIA plant. C- same thing. Yep. That's what it is. Every time anyone who doesn't agree with us is clearly working for the enemy. That's just a simple fact. Because if you saw this evidence we have, Tino, if you saw the evidence that Mike Lindell definitely absolutely has and could show you but won't, then you would believe too. How? Didn't Antifa steal it? Antifia? I, I think, I think. yeah, they, they stole it. But he has another copy. It's fine. We'll see it later. It's in Canada. It, it's fine. Speaking of plants, did you hear about the children's swing set installation plant on OAN? <laughs> I did. I did actually. <laughs> so yeah, they had a quote unquote expert mathematician on to talk about the big election lie. And it turns out he's not a mathematician. He was a children's swing set installer. It, that's what he did. It does. And I was pretty good at math in school. I mean, I never got far enough to get into it. Did you install a children's play set though? I didn't ever got that. It's the really advanced stuff. <laughs> okay. So no, there are tons of actual mathematicians in the world, right? Yes, many. Mathematicians will tell you that by the numbers, some of them are bound to be crazy right-wing nutjobs. True. So surely you could find one of those people who's actually a mathematician, even if they're a crazy one, and put them on TV. They are lazy. That is what kills me about this. Our democracy is on the line. Our entire system of government under attack by people who won't even put the least little bit of effort into it. Their audience doesn't care, Judson. But if you're going to take down our whole way of life, like, make it your primary objective, at least. Don't be, like, just phoning it in. Judson, their audience believes that some crazy YouTube video somehow knows more than all the scientists in the world. That's true. That's the audience they're dealing with. They don't have to be thorough. Why spend the money being thorough? I just feel like I want the respect that we deserve as reasonable people. We should, someone should be putting in enough effort. I just, I just don't see that they're putting in the effort that I think should be required to overthrow a country. And yet they're still winning. Of course they are. Because we're also lazy and terrible at this. We're ineffectual. Yes, that too. Well, Judson, to put a bow on this Lindell stuff, I think when all the facts are finally in, we'll find out the truth. Mike Lindell's brain is bad. Real bad. He's got the brain worms real bad. (laughs) All right. In other fecal matter related news, (laughs) Andrew Cuomo. Now, I went on record on this show last season saying Cuomo was a worthless piece of shit and should resign. That was before the AG report. I mean, what did the AG report really tell us, right? It just confirmed all the things we already believed were true. You know, the one interesting thing about the AG report is that most of the bad shit that was reported in the report happened after the Me Too movement. (laughs) So that just shows what a shit he didn't give. Yeah. Yeah, he, he didn't realize how far the line had been moved, Tino. Oh, God. Well, look, I don't have a lot to say about Cuomo. Other than that, I'm surprised the corrupt, sexually harassing asshole actually resigned. He's a Democrat, therefore there 
could actually be consequences. Not guaranteed, but could be consequences. I mean, I've read numerous reports that he only resigned because he had no friends left in the Democratic Party. Yeah, everyone abandoned him, and that's as they should have. But I don't know if you heard his resignation speech. It was gross. Like, it, yes. it made my skin crawl. Yeah, I quoted it just a second ago, I feel like. <laughs> you kind of did. <laughs> it's clear he's not sorry in the slightest. No, no. Someone said, is there a line in there that he said something like, I'm not perverted, I'm just Italian? Someone was going to make a t-shirt like that, apparently. I don't know if it was actual line from the speech or just someone like <laughs> paraphrasing what he said. Was it Kevin McCarthy? <laughs> he makes really good t-shirts. We're going to talk about that in a minute. So. Well, I'm glad Andrew Cuomo is all but gone from our lives, and I hope Chris is next. I also hope that Chris is, is next. I don't know if that, that'll happen. Now, I'm glad you brought up t-shirts, Judson. <laughs> okay. Because finally, in a story from our massive cell phone department, the, the department isn't massive, just the cell phones. Just the cell phones, yeah. <laughs> a few shows back, if you recall, we covered Ron DeSantis' merch store. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a real thing. <laughs> that is a real thing. Our yes. commercial for it is not a real thing. It is not real. Just sadly. S- <laughs> full disclosure. Well, another far right idiot and Trump sycophant is selling merch now too. And it's so perfect. Tell me more. Kevin McCarthy Kevin. is now selling t-shirts, Judson. <laughs> Moron t-shirts. <laughs> That's right. You can buy a bright red t-shirt with huge bold print informing everyone you meet in five short letters that you and Kevin McCarthy are morons. Was deplorable just passe now? Too hard. It's deplorable all over again. Too hard to spell deplorable for you guys? They're trying to embrace Pelosi's insult of him. She called him a moron by putting moron in a t-shirt. I I, I quibble. She correctly identified him as a moron. I do not believe that she simply called him a moron. (laughs) But really, like the biggest thing on that t-shirt is the word moron. You're wearing a t-shirt just that says moron. moron on it. There's a little definition of it. Does it have his face on it too? No, no, no. Oh, it okay. just says moron in really big letters. And then in much smaller letters, it says a term coined by Nancy Pelosi referring to freedom-loving Americans who oppose mask mandates. <laughs> Oh my God, who would wear that? Well, the shirt tells you, Judson. The shirt Morons. tells you. Morons, who would wear that? <laughs> I just walked into that one, man. <laughs> I think people wearing those t-shirts walk into a lot of things. <laughs> I'm going to buy some for my family. Nancy Pelosi's daughter tweeted, if the shirt fits. <laughs> and a representative from Pelosi's office told The Hill, quote, a GOP first, truth in advertising. <laughs> well, I mean, deplorable was also a truth in advertising. Yes, but like embracing that was stupid too. Yeah, it was. Like wearing a shirt that says deplorable, but this is much better. This, this, well, as at Joe Muto on Twitter said, as a lib, I'd like to say that it would truly own me so hard if every Republican bought these shirts and wore them around all the time. Please don't do that. I'd be so <laughs> mad about it. Particularly if you like wore it around your face, like like pulled up around your. Yeah, head. I'd be so owned. So I agree with Joe. Thank you, Joe. Please Can we make masks too. Can we make moron masks? <laughs> they wouldn't wear those. Come on. It says moron. They're they're embracing it. They've got to wear them. It's a mask. Otherwise, the libs win, Tino. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We will be right back with an exciting feature that Judson has planned for us. Oh, don't set it up like that. Okay. <laughs> we will be right back. <laughs> Backs and Friends proudly presents all the 2021 Olympics coverage anyone needs. <laughs> It was a terrible idea to have the Olympics during a global pandemic. I'm glad they're over. Shame on you if you watched. 
That's all the closing ceremonies information you need. Back to you, Judson. Thanks, Tino. <laughs> still, still feeling a little shame. You should. Yeah, <laughs> it was bad for the COVID. It was, it was good to see some sports again. Okay, you'd love the Hunger Games if you lived <laughs> in that fictional world. I don't know if you follow Jim Wright on Twitter. I, I do. His, uh, I do not. His handle is at Stone Kettle. So if you don't follow him, you, you should. Uh, I've seen a lot of Stone Kettle stuff, but I don't follow him. He's. Uh, you should just follow him. I'm, I'm not going to explain who he is. Just yeah, follow him. But don't he, tell me what to do. <laughs> But he got called out uh, for talking about um, people who died unvaccinated, but spent their last moments urging others to get the shot. And he got, he got a sh- called out. Yeah. Some some Twitter troll was like, he said, uh, I'm calling bullshit. Name five people who died unvaccinated, and spent his or her last hours urging everyone to get vaccinated calling your bullshit in all caps. And so Jim writes like, uh, OK, Dick Farrell, H. Scott Apley, Michael Freedy, Rob Tursteng, and uh, Kurt Carpenter. And just, just dropped five names, like right like that. So it wasn't calling his bullshit. Well, he's trying. He's trying. He's trying. It wasn't bullshit. That's the problem, right? It right. Was, it was actually, these people are having these moments. We talked uh, just a couple of or a couple of shows ago, so like a month. I don't know how however long ago that was. It's about two years in between shows now, <laughs> right? Whatever, whatever we're up to now. But we talked about a doctor in Alabama who had shared her just heartbreaking stories of her patients who some of the last acts that they take before they're intubated is are to, to beg for the vaccine, and she had to tell them, you know, I'm sorry, it's it's too late. It wouldn't it wouldn't do anything. It doesn't help at this point. It wouldn't help you. And so we have the same sort of things playing out with people who just decried vaccines or mocked the COVID uh, pandemic, called it a hoax, and then they get COVID. They get in the hospital. They they are you know doing very poorly, and they end up recanting all of those the, that that misspent time and urging people. Some of them recant. Some don't. Some do, no no. I'm not saying everyone does. I'm just saying we have okay. these stories. These people that Jim Wright listed, they or their families in their absence are urging everyone to get vaccinated, despite the fact that you know they they hadn't taken it seriously at the time. And T- Tino said uh, when we were talking about that doctor story, you said that you know you had some sympathy for those patients, and really you know I. I, f- I feel for them too, but mostly I'm just starting to be angry at them and at people like them all the time. Well, what I said was that I understandably get a little heartbroken. And then I think about what brought them to that place and my heart unbreaks a little. Well, you, you said you said That's you, how I described you it. weren't blaming them so much as you were the people who misled them. Those are the people I have no sympathy for. Right, right. exactly. So when, when Tucker Carlson gets COVID, uh, we are not going to feel bad about it, right? No, we're going to root for bad COVID. <laughs> we're going to root <laughs> <laughs> on this air. <laughs> you heard it here first. Like folks. the worst kind of COVID. <laughs> ass COVID. Uh, <laughs> is there ass COVID? Is I that a thing? Know. I don't okay. know. So am I understanding what you're saying to be that you have come to the realization that you have less sympathy for these people than you did previously? I'm having an empathy deficit right now. Is what okay. We're, we're calling this. Uh, yeah, that is a common trait among Republicans, actually. <laughs> I, I think actually Republicans lack empathy. And I think no, it's it's. I think studies have proven that among Republicans, there is an empathy deficit. Well, and I think this sort of situation highlights that empathy deficit that they have because they can't understand a situation until they are experiencing the the negative consequences of it directly themselves. You, you hear about so many Republicans who don't understand how language they've used has been misogynistic until they have to talk about their wives or daughters or other female relatives, people in their lives. But that's not empathy. Well, it's it's as close as they get, right? It's, well, it's not empathy if it has to happen to you for you to understand how it feels. Exactly. They don't have empathy. Empathy is understanding without it happening to you. Is finding metaphors. Right. I'm feeling that empathy deficit for people who seem to lack 
the capacity for empathy, essentially. That's that. That's who is uh, I'm, I'm focusing my rage on right now. OK, Ooh, I would hate to have your rage focused on me. <laughs> I thought we could highlight a few of those stories that uh, from some of these people and some other people that I looked up and just talk about why. Why Republicans seem to insist on learning things the hard way, like they can't learn from other people's mistakes. <laughs> uh, let's <laughs> when they learn slow it all down there, cowboy. When they learn it all, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Let's. <laughs> well, these these people here, they they learned and they learned the hard way. The people you're talking about, learned. The people I'm talking about. I think so, for every person that learned, there are a dozen that didn't. Absolutely, my my dad among them. Right. But Dick Farrell, a former Newsmax host and right wing Florida radio commentator, he mocked vaccines, called it the scam demic, and called Anthony Fauci a lying freak. That's a quote. Died of COVID nineteen. Like why you could call him a liar if you wanted. I mean, it's not true, but why would you call him a freak? Like what's freaky about Anthony Fauci? He seems the opposite of freaky. It's it's, to me. it's attempting to make him an other. I think I think that's what it comes down to. Other and mm, was he one of the baby eaters? <laughs> Maybe. But so he died of COVID-19, but, you know, towards the end, he was 65 years old. He, a very different Dick Farrell said to his friends, told him to get vaccinated. Okay. Even though he called it a scam, called Anthony Fauci a freak. H. Scott Apley was a member of the Galveston County Republican Party. He died of COVID-19 on Wednesday, August 4th. He was 45 years old. Apley's death symbolizes yet another life lost to the consequences of disinformation about the virus. He died just a few days after uploading a Facebook post in which he shared a screenshot of a Twitter post mocking COVID-19, which said something along the lines of, in six months, we've gone from the vax ending the pandemic to you can still get COVID even if vaxxed, to you can pass COVID on to others even if you're vaxxed, to you can still die of COVID even if vaxxed, to the unvaxxed are killing the vaxxed. Can we, can, I, can we just... For a second. Sure. It's a bit of a pet peeve of mine. Go ahead. They don't understand the science. No, they clearly. And that, that's why these arguments, that's why they put these put forth these arguments. So if our vaccination rate were where it should be, if everyone who could get vaccinated got vaccinated, then the first assertion that the vax would mostly end the pandemic or greatly, greatly limit it would become true. Yes. But because you doubted that and so many people didn't get faxed, so many people aren't wearing masks or socially distancing. And walking around as incubators for new versions, new variants of the virus. Right. I'm faxed. I still wear a mask. I say that almost every week at this point. Yep. And the science bears out. I should keep wearing a mask. I think if it weren't for the politics of it, the CDC would just come right out and say, everyone should wear a mask again and everyone should social distance again. Everyone should. Yep. But they, they can't because politically, it, uh, right, will jump on it saying exactly what this now dead guy said right before he died. Yep. So let's, uh, never mind. I was going to give a, a message to the right and I realized huh? <laughs> that's just me screaming into the void. <laughs> that's definitely... That's definitely what it is. Carry on. Yeah, Michael Freedy, a 39-year-old. Is this like the hall of Judson's celebrating I'm not the death ce of I'm not celebrating. I'm just highlighting these people. Are you dancing on these people's graves? I am not. I am not. I'm highlighting them as object lessons of how turning public health political has cost real lives. You're at least doing jazz hands. I am. I did actually just do kind of hands. That was. <laughs> so I I did, are you, do you have a camera on me right now? <laughs> Soros sent me the image oh from my, my microchip. God. George, that's private. Um, Michael Freedy, a 39-year-old Las Vegas father of five. A quote from him. 
before he passed. If you're hesitating, it's not worth hesitating for. I'm not going to be able to change anybody's mind who's directly against it. But those of you who are hesitating and think it can't happen to me because I'm young, it can. Then you'll be sitting there wondering why you did it and you're not going to be able to hug your family again. He's dead? He's dead. Unvaccinated, wouldn't, wouldn't get the vaccine. I think he was one of the ones who was like waiting for more data. Oh, God. Like Lamar, Lamar, isn't Lamar Jackson one of those ones? I think so. He's yeah. a football player. Our, our, our audience doesn't watch football. Yeah, that's right. No, no sports ball for them. Sorry. But he's gotten it twice now. Still waiting for more data, I, I hear. <laughs> you, if you wait for more data long enough, I told everyone on our Discord chat, uh, you become the data. You, you are the data. That's fair. I mean, and I can, believe it or not, sympathize with their desire to know more about a vaccine that has only emergency approval. Yeah. For use. There's very little known about it. I get that. Like, I understand when I got the vaccine, I'm like, well, I'm doing it because it's the best thing right now for society. And it's something that is what a responsible human being living in a society does. That's why I did it. The reality is that none of us, if you're not a trained master of public health or, you know, a, a clinician, someone who's trained to, to read these studies and interpret the data, none of us are ever going to really know if it's safe or not. We have to take the advice, the word of people who do study these things, the, the Fauci's of the world. And this is one thing the right has done to in their own information war. Like, it's funny that Alex Jones show is called Infowars because that's exactly what all of the right has done now. They've taken these experts, have devoted their lives, have studied their entire lives to become experts in a field. Yep. Like, and then there's a whole group of them and expert opinions have to be vetted, right? Yeah. And <laughs> there's peer review. There's, there's, there are so many safeguards in place. This is the same to a lesser extent is true in journalism, but they have thrown out experts. Yeah. They'll just throw any old swing set installer up there as an expert. Exactly. But like there are, there are communities of experts, like, like journalists, like true journalists, they, though they may have a liberal bias, I don't deny that there actually are journalistic ethics and things that can't be printed unless they have multiple sources and what passes for journalism on the right is just pure propaganda yeah it's it's made up bullshit so i mean like the 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 right has killed the expert i guess is what i'm getting at they, and they have you're right they've 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 muddied the waters so much that people don't know who to trust right and so they're trusting that's so dangerous they're trusting the people that make them feel better about the decisions they've already made and and as we're as you dance on the graves of all these people <laughs> we're <laughs> we're 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 learning that uh, it's killing them. It is. It's it's literally killing them. But because of their inability to empathize, they don't have any feelings about it until it's way too late. Yep. Sorry, I interrupted the dance. Dance away. <laughs> We have uh, Rob Terstig, a uh, 46-year-old, died on June 3rd from COVID-19 after weeks of treatment. Justin, I thought only really old people died from COVID. That's what you thought. Yep, that's what you thought. That's what the, that's what, uh, the right told me. As He was not vaccinated against COVID-19, and as he laid in an ICU hospital bed at Trinity Health in Minot, he told his wife he needed to get the kids vaccinated as soon as possible. This is a guy in uh, North Dakota. That's where it is. Minot in North Dakota? I don't Mano. <laughs> okay. I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, Kurt Carpenter, a 28-year-old Alabama man. Now, he I don't know if he actually changed his mind about vaccines before he passed away, but his mother. 28, Judson. Did you say 28? 28. Yep. She said, uh, if Kurt were here today, he would make it his mission to encourage everyone to get vaccinated. And I don't know if that's said just wishful thinking on his mom's part or if he really had a change of heart, but I, it pains me that that's how 
anyone had to go out, having to have been misled to the point that it cost them their life. There's a 58-year-old UK man. You might have uh, seen a video of him. He, he actually uh, vlogged his COVID illness before he passed away. His name was Leslie Lawrenson. He refused to get the vaccine, and uh, you could actually go watch. I thought about pulling his audio, but I, I just don't. I don't really want to dance on the graves of these people. But he, if you're interested, you can see uh, this man vlog his final illness. This guy didn't change his mind, but his his family is on his behalf uh, is urging everyone to get vaccinated. The way he died, the the, the decision, the, the bad choice he made in not getting vaccinated is haunting them now. You, you say you're not dancing on the graves, but you sent me this music that you wanted me to play behind I, this entire feature. It's I don't recall like, sending you music for this house dance music. <laughs> I do not recall sending you Should music. Should I hit play on that? Go, go ahead, hit play. Sure. I don't actually have it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Call that bluff. You know Dan Savage, right? Mm-hmm. Dan Savage has been sharing some of these same sorts of stories, always with the the very, very, I would say apt, but maybe not kind header that this is the, the rapture for idiots. Well, I mean, what is it? Are they idiots or are they misled? Uh, you can be both, right? Sure. But I mean, I have empathy for the misled. I have less empathy for... It's not even empathy. I have sympathy for the, the misled. I, I don't have so much sympathy for the idiots. Uh, but he had a, a gentleman named uh, Todd Tucker. He was a little bit a little bit older. He had shared a, a picture, a meme on, on Twitter saying, please stop bragging that you got your COVID vaccine. What do you want us to say? Congratulations, lab rat. And then, of course, he died due to complications of COVID-19. You know, before my mom's Facebook page got shut down. Yep. She had one of those temporary profile banner things that goes over your regular profile picture. Yeah. Like during the Paris terrorist attacks a few years ago, there was like the Paris flag. And sure. Um, during Pride, there's like Pride Month stuff. She had one that said, I don't care if you got vaccinated. <laughs> oh, my God. Was it the I don't care to you jacket from Melania? Is that the kind of? Yeah, no, but I've seen multiple people. I, I don't have a lot of anti-vax friends. I mean, I have two immediate family members, but we don't we're not close. I, I imagine you have fewer of them every day, <laughs> but not to get too dark. But I, I guess I wonder sometimes how I'd feel if my mom died of COVID. Yeah, I had that thought myself, not about you, but about my dad when he was in the hospital. I mean, I, I, right. I was mostly angry. I still am. I mean, because he still didn't fucking learn anything from it. But I, 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 I'm with you. I, I, I follow some people on Twitter who are in a similar boat with the families kind of torn apart, not through death, but just through the the political side of the vaccination argument. Sure. And you know, she says, and there shouldn't be one. By the way, there shouldn't be there one. There should not be one. There's only there's only a political side to the vaccination argument because of Donald Trump. But they, uh, she, uh, this lady says that you know she will never forgive people like Tucker Carlson and Sean Hannity and those for essentially destroying her husband's family because his half his family will not get vaccinated because they're hardcore believers that this is a scam or you know the vaccine is somehow microchipping them whatever the whatever the crazy theory is and i i'm, I'm kind of there i think you know i don't i'm angry a sec, speaking of microchip me, oh, so i'm getting a message okay, oh oh What's the... it's, it's soros again yeah okay of course He's asking if you can wrap this thing up. <laughs> I can. I can. Uh, okay. <laughs> yes, okay, yes, George. Yes, sir. <laughs> I wanted to mention, though, that I, I've seen some Twitter users. It's kind of generate a little bit of steam urging hospitals to turn away unvaxxed COVID patients. No. And that's exactly what I Fuck wanted that. to say. That's, that's not. That's not. 
what we should be doing. No one, no matter how stupid, no matter how misled, should be denied care, life-saving medical treatment. I mean, I get the the feeling behind it because you're hearing these reports more and more commonly now where there is a 13-hour wait if you got yeah. your finger cut off. Yeah, people that are, you know, no, no people hospital with chest does. pains that are not, that hospitals are not able to provide adequate care. CNN ran a headline that uh, if your child got COVID, they would have to wait until another child died to get a hospital bed. So, I mean, I understand the anger behind it because they might have, like, if I were to have a heart attack tonight, gosh, I'm saying this, <laughs> I would have a heart attack or stroke right now or in the next few weeks, there's a good chance, better chance than normal that I would die because the hospitals are so overwhelmed. So the flatten the curve was all about back, you know, in March of last year. Right. It was about making sure that we didn't overburden our healthcare system. And then we had the march of the, oh, freedom. Yeah. It's not that bad. Only 1% of people die. And now our healthcare systems are overwhelmed. They don't understand the science. Yeah. Speaking of that, I mean, that br brings us into um, our favorite, Georgia Bell, uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene. You have her uh, her audio. Your favorite. <laughs> I believe she's a, uh, our our favorite. The two of us are our least favorite. Everyone needs to get back down, uh, back down to common sense and remember that, you know, we're human. We, we can't live forever. We are going to catch all kinds of diseases and illnesses and other viruses. And we get hurt sometimes. So we all die anyway. That's her. That's her answer to, you know, what do we do about the lack of hospital beds? And she's like, well, you know man is mortal we will all die one day like well but it doesn't have to be today marjorie it, it, we, we we could get vaccinated and do the right thing by wearing masks and social distancing and slowing the spread and allowing our healthcare system to catch up to this influx of patients who needs clean drinking water <sighs> we'll adapt it's ridiculous it's such a bull it's the argument of last resort and it's so clearly bullshit it's she might be too stupid to realize that. I don't know. I hope so. I almost hope so. She basically said some of you people will die because freedom. That's that's her answer. And she's one who on her deathbed would not say to get the vaccine. Oh, definitely not. She would to the very end say, this is God's plan. Mm -hmm. I can't wait to see you in heaven, Jesus. <laughs> don't get vaccinated. <sighs> it's a death cult. Do you know? It's a death cult. <laughs> it is a death cult. Well, Judson, there is somebody who came around before he got COVID. He is the beloved son. My stepbrother? Of, nope. The beloved son of everyone's favorite Hollywood actor. This is Tom Hanks' son, Chet. And Tom, by the way, when you named him Chet, this is, this you is really, probably started this. This is really on you, yeah. Hey, guys. So um, just checking in. Look, I've been kind of on the fence about this for a while. That's why I've never spoke on it, but... With the amount of people that I know recently that, that have gotten COVID and with like the numbers rising, I think it's important for me to say like, I got the vaccine. I Listen to think that. everybody should. I think it's, it's really important like that we all do this just as like citizens, as Americans, we have to look out for each other and get this shit under control. Thank you, guys. Chet. So, like, Thank you. I suggest to all my followers, you guys make set an appointment and get the vaccine first thing. What? What? Bitch. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. I never had COVID. You ain't sticking me with that motherfucking needle. It's the motherfucking flu. Get over it, okay? If you're sick, stay inside. I'm tired of having... Okay? Why are we working around y'all? If y'all... Uh, if you're in danger, stay your ass inside. I'm tired of wearing a motherfucking mask. He sounds nice. 
<laughs> Tom must be so proud. I don't understand. Is it like, does like wholesomeness and, and geniality like skip a generation? Is that what happens? <laughs> no, because both both you and your dad. Oh, uh, you're right. We're both kind of assholes. No, you're right. You're right. My mom's nice. Mine's not. Uh, <laughs> he's doing, Chet is doing... Uh, uh, Apart from being a colossal douchebag. When was the last time someone said psych in that way? Uh, like I, I I was in high school. Like ninety yeah, like ninety-three-ish. Yeah, it was a long time ago. <laughs> and I mean, it's not surprising he also horrendously misunderstands the science. If oh, oh <laughs> if yes. you're if you're six stay inside. If you're sick, please do stay home. Don't go oh, out. Definitely. Don't infect other wrong. people. Uh, but that's not how but, it works. If you're, if you're, you know, I'm sorry you're uh, tired of wearing a mask, Chet. I don't get how, how it's not that fucking inconvenient. It's really not. It's I really can talk through it. Really I can not. breathe through it. it <sighs> They're just, I, I go back to this. They are children, except that my children are doing fine with masks. So I, I feel like I'm insulting my children by calling these people children. They're. <sighs> They're immature at the very least. They, they do not have an adult concept of responsibility and society. I think in Chet's case, he's an idiot. Yeah. And yeah. he is. Sorry, Tom. An edgelord in a way. Like he wants his clicks. He sure. wants it. So many of our problems these days are, you can trace them back to the internet, right? Yeah. And there's a whole show on that. Like it's great to have information at the touch of a button, right? Yeah. But there's a big downside. That's a, there's to a it real too. big downside. And I'm, it might, might be too big a downside. Really? <laughs> this podcast <laughs> Exhibit A. <laughs> that's that's fair. That's, that's thank you, Judson. That was a wonderful feature. <laughs> I hope you're not tired from all that dancing on dead people's graves. My hands are a little, uh, you know, <laughs> tingly still. But uh, we we will be right back. As the COVID nineteen vaccines become available, you might be asking yourself, "Should I get it? And if I do, will I be able to go about life without putting my family at risk?" You've got questions, and that's normal. The fact is, the vaccines are safe and effective. They're going to save lives. To get the latest on the COVID-19 vaccines, visit GetVaccineAnswers.org. Because getting back to the moments we miss starts with getting informed. It's up to you. Well, before we get to this week's closed topic, I wanted to remind you all that the Facts and Friends podcast is written, directed, produced, and edited by Judson and Tino, with contributions from a guy who has an uncanny knack for finding recommendations where mere mortals see none. <laughs> you will not let that go. I won't. <laughs> Have you ever known me to let no, something no, go? No, no, it's, you're, you're basically known for that, for not letting things go. <laughs> I like to think of it as, I like, I find it funny. It's a thing Letterman used to do, and I learned it as a kid. Bring something back. Yeah, call, call back. That you probably shouldn't remember, and it's a surprise, and it's funny. <laughs> oh, well. And, you know, look, the guy's not a, that interesting. It's, it's hard to come up with new ones every week. Also, also, the Facts and Friends theme was composed just for us by Omar. I'm going to pay for that. Thanks again, Omar. <laughs> Thanks, Omar. And also, Omar, you're welcome. <laughs> 
Sort of a give and take there. We say it every week, but we really can't say it enough. We appreciate all of you listeners so very much and, and ask that you sacrifice a, a tiny bit of your time and at least half your Twitter followers by telling your friends about our little podcast and suggesting they subscribe and listen on wh- whatever platform you have. Followers are overrated. Yeah, who needs them? Just ask the official Jeopardy account. No. <laughs> How many have they lost, you know? I don't know. Uh, I'm curious. But I I could I could do a whole show on how pissed I am about the Jeopardy host situation. It's pretty bad. But we don't have maybe, time. Maybe, maybe next week, yeah. We also love hearing from you, so drop us a comment or DM on the Facts and Friends Facebook page with feedback, criticism, recipes, or some of your favorite child playground equipment math problems. <laughs> Also, please follow us on Twitter at Facts and Friends Facts, the letter N, Friends. Individually, you can reach me on Twitter at Uncle Tortilla and Judson. Tell the good people how they can connect with you. Well, good people don't want to connect with me, historically speaking. (laughs) It's a good point. (laughs) But you can reach me uh, on Twitter at The Fault and My Arse. And soon on God Tribe at uh, I Heart Straight Dudes. I Heart Straight Dudes, yeah. yeah. Yeah, straight with an eight. But God Tribe hasn't launched yet. Not yet, but soon. Soon. We'll be on it when it does. <laughs> well, here we are again, Judson, at the bottom of the show. Tito's Gay Corner. Woo! And I'm not even the bottom. I was going to make that joke. <laughs> <laughs> I was heard you were a top. I'm not really that into More, butt Not stuff, even a top. That's true. That's just but true. I, I could top in a pinch. Call me Colin Jost. <laughs> <laughs> would depend on the bottom. I, I understand. It would certainly depend on the bottom. Yeah. Colin's not actually at the top of my list. But he's he's on the list. Oh, definitely. <laughs> he, well, he's funny and smart. So. Right, yeah. I'm sure a lot of the guys on my list are idiots. <laughs> That's probably true. <laughs> <laughs> but they're beautiful idiots. Well, no. <laughs> before the Soros on High told us we couldn't head to my gate corner in the open... What he didn't know, Judson, is that we'd planned another mashup. It was never just Tino's Gay Corner, but it's also... I had a way, I figured a way out, a way to get rid of all the lesbians and queers, but I couldn't get it past the corner. You know, these homosexuals are a bunch of disgusting perverts and pedophiles. It's unnatural. I think that it's, it's, it's detrimental and ultimately destructive to so many of the foundations of civilization. Listen up, America. They're not gay. They're fags. God hates fags. The second you see your son dropping the limp wrist, you walk over there and crack that wrist. I'm not giving up on them, but I'm just saying either convert them or kill them. One or the other. I wish the government would round them all up, put, put them up against a firing wall, put a firing squad in front of them, and blow their brains out. I knew it. I'm surrounded by assholes. Who has the biggest asshole? That was a lot of assholes. That <laughs> was a lot of assholes. I'd, I'd forgotten that that particular one. Yeah. That wow. one was made after the Pulse nightclub, Pulse nightclub shooting. Yeah. Yep, because one of those last guys was talking about, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, Fuck that guy. Fuck that guy in particular. Well, at least um, maybe now one of the guys in that mashup will have learned Matt Damon's lesson about not using the F was, word. Well, the Westboro Baptist Church guy, right? Right. It was. Yeah. Fred Phelps. Phelps, that's the one. All right. Well, <laughs> Judson, it is some kind of monstrous version of both Tino's gay corner and who has the biggest asshole. It's, it's a kind of Tino's biggest gay asshole. If I may. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, I'll allow it. Go ahead. Okay. 
Thank you for allowing my big gay asshole. <laughs> for, for those unfamiliar with this game, here's how it works. Judson and I will take turns describing each of our assholes in, in some depth. Uh, then, <laughs> Not too deep, please. The, the surgery. Like, you're very, a pro. Very tender. <laughs> then once we've both given you a hands-on tour of each of our assholes, we will then objectively decide who's is bigger. I should have bleached. Now, God damn it. <clears throat> yeah. I had a whole shaving party. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Masks were required, just so you know. And I, I cut Larry David and uh, Stephen Colbert off the guest list at the last minute. Oh. Now, now we're at the close of the show, thanks to George Soros. <laughs> Sorry. Praise thee. Praise thee. <laughs> uh, so, Judson, we have to do the 60-second version of the game. That's that's fine. That's, that's fine. So, Judson, we'll each have 60 seconds to describe our assholes, after which we'll decide which asshole deserves the big prize. Is that a, is that a good thing? Depends on what you're into. <laughs> I guess so. All right. So tell me, Justin, do you want Matt Damon or the other guy for your no, asshole today? I, I'm I'm representing the uh, straight white over forty crowd. I think that's 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 me. It hurts me that Matt Damon's over forty. Uh, sorry, man. <laughs> All right. You take Matt Damon. I will start with the baby. Okay. Sure. Start the clock. The baby came under some fire for remarks made at a recent show. Here they are. You didn't show up today with HIV, AIDS, any of them deadly sexual transmitted diseases that'll make you die in two, three weeks, put a cell phone lighting it up. Lady, if your pussy smell like water, put a cell phone lighting it up. Fellas. Lights up. Fellas, if you ain't sucking dick in the parking lot, put your cell phone lights up. Let's be up. real about this shit. Yeah, keep it fucking real. Some of y'all suspect as a motherfucker. Let's be real. Okay. He did go on to quamologize, a term Ooh, that I've coined. That is a good word. On Instagram after the backlash, but I can't play that audio because I didn't want to bleep the N-word 600 times. <laughs> Essentially, he said that people at his shows don't have AIDS. Because, this is the quamology, by the way. They don't have AIDS because they aren't dirty N-words. And the gays at his shows are not sucking dick in the parking lot because they're classy and do it in five-star hotels. Okay. So not really an apology. Not a, not at all. Not, a, not Hence at all. Hence a quimology. Yeah. I like that. The baby's been dropped from a ton of scheduled appearances, including Lollapalooza, which uh, happened just a few hours before he's supposed to take the stage, which I, which I relish. He could have saved his life, though. I yeah. Mean, you see some of those pictures of Lollapalooza and you're like, how? how why? How? Why? why? But I think, honestly, that the baby's punishment is incomplete unless he is crowned this week's biggest asshole. <laughs> My time is up. Judson, your turn. Get that asshole up close to the mic and go. So we talked about this a little bit in the open, but Matt Damon apparently just found out that you couldn't say the F word. I'm sorry. They call it the F slur for homosexual. You're talking about fag or faggot. Thank you. He he just found that out from his daughter. It, apparently, he claims that it was commonly used when he was a kid, but with a different application, he said in an interview. He, he made a joke many months ago. Wait, what? And, oh, sorry. Okay. What's the application? I know you only have 60 seconds. I shouldn't interrupt. <laughs> I don't know. He doesn't, doesn't, he doesn't elucidate on that. There's okay. no more information. He said, I made a joke months ago and got a treatise from my daughter. She left the table. I said, come on, that's a joke. I say it in the movie. Stuck on you, Damon said. She went to her room and wrote a very long, beautiful treatise on 
how that word is dangerous. I said, I retired the F slur. I understood. So he just learned. That's what he said. And then the story changed. No. Yeah. Was there backlash, Judson? When Matt Damon realized that the, I just recently stopped saying the F slur uh, wasn't a heartwarming story that I just recently stopped saying the F slur <laughs> because my daughter told me it was wrong. Wasn't the heartwarming story of personal growth that he thought it was. He changed the story to insist that he had never said that and that he stands with the LGBTQ plus community. He, he never he never used the word, even though he literally told his daughter in that story that he used it in a movie. And we all know that he surely used it in his personal life. Absolutely. He, he claims he doesn't use slurs of any kind. Dude's from Boston. He uses slurs. Okay. Sorry. I lived in Boston for some time. Fag is in the dictionary of the Boston language. Yeah. It, it's it's just something that is in the vernacular there. And, and, yes. and it's not right. But it is the way that it is and making, trying to make that not the case doesn't help anyone. When I worked in Boston, we had to write somebody up for saying this or that is gay <sighs> yep. to mean bad. Uh, I know I only had 60 seconds and I've gone way over that, but I mostly blame Tino for that. And um, I did interrupt. <laughs> I'm still trying to puzzle out what the different applications of the F word were in the 90s. Because I grew up gay, and uh, I could tell you, I never heard any different ones. Did he mean the applications where a teenager is beaten to death on a fence while being called the F word? Like those applications? Was that the different kind of application he meant? I hope not. Okay. But if so, he should definitely win this week's Who Has the Biggest Asshole? Here's why he wins. <laughs> okay. <laughs> tell me. One, Matt Damon's not going to lose any money from what he did. No, he's not. The baby already has. Yep. Number two... Matt Damon, if you believe that he didn't know it was bad, if you even believe that, and maybe he did, if he thought it was fine to tell the Variety reporter that this story, then maybe he did. Talk about fucking white privilege. I uh, I don't I don't think that's the truth at all though. I think what really happened is he thought it'd be one of the, it would show like I said showcase his personal growth, be his story of a, his daughter teaching him a lesson, and he's realized that he shouldn't do this, and he's a better person now, and everyone would go like, oh, Matt Damon's he's a good he's dad. Almost fifty. So he, he just thought it'd be a good, like a good little PR bump, right? And it turned out to be the exact opposite. And so that's when he backtracks. Like, I never, I never, I never said that. I never used that word. I, I don't say, I don't say things like that. Well, I agree. And the backtracking also makes it worse. Yeah. Uh, I agree. You win. Your asshole is bigger this week, Judson. Congratulations. It's kind of, it's kind of inflamed. So. Even with the points that I deducted for you going over time. <laughs> You do indeed have the biggest asshole. <sighs> That's a, I, I feel better now. I, I was worried. I was nervous about exposing myself that way. Figured you'd be, that'd be a little hat for you. Yeah. Well, it's a different audience. All right. <laughs> well, it's been a pleasure. Thank you all very much for listening this week. We will see you again soon. Please stay safe, wear a mask, get vaccinated. Don't say fag. That, that too. We have the um, president's son, Eduardo, coming here. Barcelona, if I say it right, Bar, Barca, how do you say it? Bar, Barcelona, Barcelona, Barcelona. Yeah. Bolsonaro. Okay, Bolsonaro. Uh, he's going to be coming here to speak in a couple hours with